0: the volume. Moneyline Monaco is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to show three, up naturally on a Wednesday, it's hump day baby, hump day is in the Super Bowl vortex, do we have a show for you today, I am all the way in on the second highest over under in the history of the Super Bowl, coming up between the Bucks and the Chiefs This Super Bowl Sunday. 56.5 is your number. Only ever higher over under in the history of the Super Bowl. Of course Brady was in it. It was the Falcons and the Pats. And that puppy had to get to overtime on a 34-28. We all remember Scotty Van bad beat if you had the Falcons and if you had the under. But I'm going to look at this over under painting on this episode. We're going to hit it from a Picasso angle. Let me get a little Van Gogh. I'm not well read, so give me a third artist. We're having trouble. The point is, I'm going to look at this over under from a myriad of angles. And the reality is, Everyone wants the shootout. Everybody sees and is envisioning, because I'm looking at who the public's on, baby. The public wants the Chiefs and the public wants touchdowns. And I'm going to give you several, numerous reasons why you should fade yourself on a Wednesday and go the George Costanza opposite. So let's, Take a peek, and where do we start? It's very simple where we start. This is how hard the over-under is to pick. Now, I told you about the against the spread favorites versus the dogs in the Super Bowl. We discussed Tom Brady 8-3 and three, as a playoff dog all time. We went into that. There's a little bit of breathing room. In the against the spread and the over-unders and all that. But the over-under... Listen to this. 27 and 26 is your official over-under record. There was no over-under, fun little side fact, on Super Bowl I between the Packers and the Chiefs. That's why that number is one less than 54 because we're headed into Super Bowl 55. The point is... You have a better shot at getting a date with Halle Berry via Twitter than picking this over on. No, that was a stretch. What I'm saying is flip a coin. This puppy is as hard to predict as you want to get. But what I did and took the liberty of. Is I went in. To every single Tom Brady Super Bowl. This is his 10th. And we're going to go under. And over. These numbers. On those previous nine. And then you sit back and marinate. As well as. The additional insight I'll give you later in the show. And I did tease it. And I didn't fully bring it back. But it is part of yesterday's pod. I'll end on it later. My life. As a millennial party of one single lad is factoring in to this Super Bowl and why I am, in fact, with conviction, feeling very good about where I stand on which side of the fence. So here it is 27 and 26 all time, and the nine Patriots Super Bowls. Let's take a gander, shall we? All right. Most recent. Clearly, we have the most lowest point total in the history of the Super Bowl. 16. You had time to do your laundry, read a book, and knock out a third chore during that Ram Super Bowl against the Pats. We will not be staring at a 16-point total this Super Bowl 55 Sunday. But I'm pointing that out to you because that is one of Tom's Super Bowls. Now, again, Patriots, Bucks, I get it. But if you don't think there's some similarity in this Bucks defense and how the Bucks are playing and how their coaching staff is approaching this season and the comparison and eerie similarities to how the Patriot way did, you heard Amandola talk with Colin. The Patriot way is the Brady way. So he brought that company culture right into Tommy Tampa land and everybody's on board. So when we go into this Super Bowl Sunday, if you're on the Bucks like me, you should be leaning under by the end of this episode. Next Super Bowl, we had it to go over Eagles shootout, 41, 33. That's Brady's over 500 yard outing that he caught the loss on. That was an over under a 49, not a soul. Saw that shootout happening. I personally didn't. Eagles play NFC East defense most times. And there was another Patriot Eagles Super Bowl. Interestingly enough. We'll get to that in a tick. Next on the list. Atlanta. We alluded to it. That hit the over. Then you have the two Pats Giants games. And the Seahawks game. Seahawks game did go over. 28-24 final score. Over under was 47.5. Close. That doesn't hit though if they don't get in the end zone a second time on that comeback the patriots. So that was rather close. And interestingly enough in those Pats Giants games the first 2117 or first meaning the closest to 2021 was under 53. 2117, that went under by 15 points. And then your 17-14 Giants, enormous double-digit upset. That was an over-under at 55. That went under by 24 points. People. And then you have Brady in the beginning of his career, going against Philly. That was an over-under of 46.5. 24-21 Patriots won. Very close. But the undercashed. Then you have 32-29. This one is truly your outlier of this whole list. The over-under in the Panthers-Brady game. That was 29-29 that Brady went down to get the field goal at Vinatieri. Was 37.5. Wow. And then your Rams-Pats. Kurt Warner's Rams. Under 53. 20-17. That. Tells you in Brady Super Bowls, it leans under. You can say what you will, but in my humble opinion, and we're going to bounce around this episode of the different ways I'm going under 56.5, but we're starting right there. And the Chiefs' added amount of pressure. They have something to do this Super Bowl. No AFC team, oddly enough, in NFL history has ever accomplished. No team from the AFC has ever pulled off a two-game sweep against an NFC team in the Super Bowl era. There's been four previous attempts, and the AFC is 0-4. 1990 Bills Giants... 1993 Bills Cowboys, 1999 Titans Rams, and your Giants Pats, 2007. That's some funny reverse psychology karma, whatever you want to chalk that up as. Do you guys remember that 2007 end of the season game? That was almost your curse right there. Giants lost to the undefeated Patriots in the regular season, 38-35. And then they went on to beat him in the Super Bowl. And that to me, knowing as I alluded to yesterday, that the rematch period in the Super Bowl, forget this 0 for 4, is only 6 and 7 in the rematch. That's something to put in your back pocket. Now let's focus right back on my second point with this over-under that I personally find riveting. I took the liberty of comparing... This Chiefs postseason to last year's Chiefs postseason. And if you're on Kansas City, you're not going to like it, but I don't care. 2020 postseason. Patty Mahomes. 50 for 68. 73.5 completion percentage. 580 yards on two games against the Browns and the Bills. Four TDs, no picks. Gorgeous line. 299.5 yards a game. Last year's playoffs. Patty Mahomes, 72 for 112 on 64.3 completion percentage at 901 yards, 10 touchdowns, and two INTs. 345.3 345.3 yards a game. Now, bear in mind, that's three games to two. That's more numbers than you have right now because we haven't played the Super Bowl yet. But I want you to sit on that and really marinate. Marinate on the fact that the Chiefs put up 51 points off 50-burger Over the Texans last year in the playoffs. 35 against the Titans and 31 against the Niners. This year, let's say Higgins doesn't fumble the ball in the Browns-Chiefs game. That game was 22-17. That was a Browns cover and an over-under cashing the under by a country mile. AFC Championship, a little bit of a different story. They got 38. But if you add those two numbers together, now I'm not saying that's nothing, but you have to look at this team as the Warriors. And here's some more breakdown of last year's team versus this year's. In the playoffs, averaging 39 points a game, and their opponents were averaging 25 points a game. This is the Chiefs. This year, averaging 30, obviously. Opponents averaging 13.7 points per game. Isn't that interesting? 13.7 points a game. So you're telling me that this Chiefs offense, statistically speaking, is a little bit less than last year's, and defensively speaking, this Chiefs D is a little bit more dialed in, at least in terms of opponent's points per game. Hey, I've got to take a minute to give a shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. They found the perfect way for everyone to get in on the action this Sunday. I'm talking about Big Game Bingo. You can claim your free Big Game Bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills... Are watching the game so once you've filled five squares in a row all you have to do is call bingo to claim your share of one hundred thousand dollars in prize that's right FanDuel is giving away one hundred thousand dollars in prizes for free FanDuel is the exclusive home for big game bingo and your card is weighted For you right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The app is so easy to use and takes less than two minutes to sign up. There are more ways to win on FanDuel during the big game. But there is no excuse to miss out on this one. Big Game Bingo is perfect for everyone. You can win your share of $100,000 in prizes. And it's absolutely free to play. Only... On the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling. And I pulled from this before on the week. I'm going to continue to pull from it. Fascinating numbers behind this Super Bowl 55. This is just the 12th time in the Super Bowl era with an over under total of 50 or higher. All right. You ready for this? The under has gone eight and three and those first 11. And that includes last year's 3120. Now that over under hit. And you'd say to yourself 3120 that's a good amount of points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. And it still hit the under. You could say the Niners D's a lot better than the Bucks D's, sure. I'll give you this little nugget. Tampa Bay has seen opponents Score 32 red zone touchdowns. That's a 62.7 percentage against Tampa Bay. And it's 19th in the league. But here's this. To again, throw a dip, dodge, duck in your Chiefs kingdom. The Chiefs own the worst red zone scoring percentage in the league this season. At 74% the worst scoring percentage in the red zone, your Kansas City Chiefs. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The Bucks are eighth in points against, and the Chiefs are tenth in points against. Those are two quality defenses... Stevie Spaggs, Todd Bowles. I've also brought up CBS Sportsline's 10,000 model again because they're doing it for props. And I find this rather compelling. They're running each simulation 10,000 times. They're telling you to go under on Patrick Mahomes' passing yards, under on Tom Brady passing yards. Their model is projecting Tommy at 274 passing yards and Patrick Mahomes at 293. Patrick Mahomes is over under via FanDuel 330.5. Tom Brady's passing yards 301.5. They're also telling you to go under on Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns. Models projecting 2.2. I just keep going down the list. Every part of this model, it can be yards accumulated, touchdowns thrown, receptions gathered by some of your favorite skill position players in this game. The model's leaning under. If we get one quarter, and it could be the first quarter, where these two teams feel each other out, the feel each other out quarter, If we get one of those quarters, which I am absolutely banking on, not saying it's going to be a slow start, just to feel it out three or four possessions. That's all we need for the second highest over under at 56.5 in the history of Super Bowls to cash. Now, if you happen to be on the other side, I'm not going to just sit here and gas the bucks up. Tom Brady and his three Super Bowl losses, for what it's worth, had an offense that was held to 21.3 points per game. So if you are on the Chiefs and you do believe in Kansas City going back-to-back, and let me throw this out there again, there hasn't been a back-to-back Super Bowl champion since Brady's Patriots back in the early 00s. That's how difficult in this league it is to double dip and go back-to-back. But if you believe that the Chiefs are going to win that 21.3 points per game and Brady-led offenses when he loses in the Super Bowl, twice to the Giants, once to the Eagles, if you like that recipe, then you got to say to yourself, if it's not a Chiefs blowout, and that's Tommy's number on three losses over his whole career, and we're taking that into account, even if the Chiefs won 31-21, that's 52 over under 56.5. I do like playing that game, too. I don't know if you do, where you sit there and you go, okay, this could be 31-27. Oh, that would cash. No, it wouldn't. Would it be 28-24? That would cash. Could it be 28-24? How about 28-27? Then you start getting Van Pelt sick. I'm just pointing this out. And this is a little bit of more of the psychology behind this game, but I have to get into it because this has never happened. I teased it yesterday. We got to discuss it. And we kind of have to discuss it in detail. We have a COVID year and we have a team playing for the first time in their home stadium. You absolutely better believe I looked up how good Tom Brady is at home In the history of his career. Tom Brady. Is so. Fundamentally sound at home. Let me give you his record. So his overall record is 230. To 71. That's 230 wins. To 71 losses. At home. 126 wins. 24 losses. On the road, 104 wins, 47 losses. Almost double the amount of losses on the road. Whole career sample size. Tom went three games on the road, got you a W, a second W, and a third W. Now he's at home. I said it on my Moneyline Monaco Instagram. This is a 43-year-old man. What do we do as we get older? We become creatures of habit. We become relaxed in our ways. You have Tom Brady, the oldest man on the field with the luxury, and that's what it is. Think about all of this psychologically. Tom gets his home film room where he probably spends more time than with his wife, Giselle. Tom Brady gets his refrigerator all week at home. And now I believe I was told by a former pro former pro athlete. The Bucks will have to spend one night in a hotel. That's okay. They don't have to get on an airplane. Now I know the Chiefs are practicing not in the area all week. So they have a little bit of this too, but they still have to deal with travel. They still have to deal with packing COVID this, COVID that. There's got to be something to say about the fact that Tommy Tampa gets to sleep on a Casper mattress at home all week. As a guy that knows his body arguably better than anybody in the NFL, you're giving him a little bit of a mental edge with being able to play at home, and you're looking at almost two times the amount of less losses At home than on the road in his career. Now look, they're not going to give the tickets out to all bucks. It's just home soil, home field, the comfort, the relatability, and the comfortability of knowing your routine. It's a home game week. I'll take it even a step further. Let's take my life. Let's take a married man's life. All right? I'm single. I'm dating. Let's say I got to go on the road for a date. Or I'm going to the girl's house. Let's say we're hanging out a little bit. She's cooking dinner. She's hosting me. Versus the girl coming to my house and I'm cooking for her. Or do we dare say life on the mezzanine in this same example? I got to sit there and feel like I'm just as comfortable on a date at her house than I am in my house. Now that could be a stretch to you, but we're talking about a guy that knows his frame and his psychology, his mindset. And this is the other thing I want to point out media day happened via zoom, Tom Brady. He's like a different guy. When he's doing media, he's like a nice, polite... I saw some of these quotes. I can even pull one for you. The way he speaks about Patty. The way he's gassing him up. There's a world where he's killing him with kindness. Now, Tom always does the political kind of pay respect it is a little bit of the Patriot way but there is something to be said and unlike Conor McGregor I'm going to pull from that where he was nice and I thought in psychological warfare if this was a fist fight if this was in the octagon I'm not saying Tom being nice works in his favor but Tom being particularly complimentary on the podium to his opponent and gassing him up talking about his incremental improvements, talking about the seasons he's had. There's no bulletin board material for that. There is no extra motivation for Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs. Now, he said it. Patrick said it, absolutely. You don't need extra motivation. You do not need extra motivation when you're in the Super Bowl. But do we understand Tom Brady? do we really understand Tom Brady and who he is? Watch him all week. Watch him all week. Psychologically, this is the biggest game in the world on the biggest stage in the grandest moment. I'm giving you so many numbers that do not favor the Chiefs. Last year was a feel year. Say it out loud again. Colin talks about this. Say it out loud. No team has gone back to back in the Super Bowls since the early 2000s, and that was with Tom Brady. I even said it yesterday. It hasn't happened since 1983, where two quarterbacks in the previous Super Bowls danced again in a championship game. That's Dyson in Montana. 83, I wasn't even born. It is so hard to win in the National Football League. Tom Brady also has an above 500 record against the Chiefs. He's an AFC quarterback, for goodness sakes. To beat a team twice. I know the Bucs just did it against the Packers. But that's a mental edge in favor of Tom Brady. You cannot mentally outbox this guy. Then you got Andy Reid. Getting questions all over the circuit. Are you guys a dynasty? Da-da-da-da. Dude. Gas up the Bucs. Gas up the Bucs. Player? This is a better statistical lean towards the Bucks than it is the Chiefs. And I'll go into it tomorrow and Friday as we get ready to look at the rest of the week. But the simple fact that the Bucs are also not who the public's on gives me an immense amount of confidence. And I can't shout him out because I didn't ask him. But there is a guy I know I'm buddies with who is holding... A 50 to 1 futures bet on the Bucks, for what it's worth. This is a professional sports gambler for decades. He is not only not hedging, he is putting more money on the Bucks. More money on the Bucks. Look, Colin alluded to it yesterday. I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Sometimes we are emotional at the books with what is the sexier pick? What is the more glamorous pick? Who wants to go with I'm tucking in myself in the bed at 845 Pacific at night? Tom Brady. It's not a sexy pick. You're going with the old guy. It's like going with the K-Swiss kicks over the new school Nikes. Nobody's doing it. But sometimes the New Balance shoe gives you a little more structure than the dope-looking KD shoe. I actually own the Kevin Durant basketball shoe. It's an abysmally structured shoe. And I don't even think that's a word I just said. It's an abysmal shoe. But it looks like it should be in a box and stay in a box because it's gorgeous. This Chiefs team is so electric. The triangle... Of Kelsey, Mahomes, and Tyreek is one of KD, Curry, and Clay Warriors-esque. Todd Bowles is in his favorite spot. Defensive coordinator. Get ready for that double rollout. You don't think Brady's spending a little bit of time throwing a couple tips to the defensive side of the ball about this team? Come on! Nobody watches more film. Who do you think watches more film this week? The guy that can throw the football in 1,900 different baseball ways or the guy that was doubted from day one. I'm preaching the narrative all week. I'll take the underdog in this matchup because I'd rather go to sleep at night knowing I took the greatest underdog champion story in the history of football on its whole career sample size with Tom Brady than going against a guy in Patrick Mahomes who will be here for years to come. I just, I see it clearly, but I'm also incredibly emotional. I don't win. I told you, so one, I'm chasing. I've been chasing since college. But this one, this game's personal. It's personal to Tom. It's personal to everybody. And on that note, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to take the greatest of all time. And on all of the statistical data I just gave you, I'm unequivocally going under. Because when life wants you up, you fade yourself on hump day and you go under. That's been today's episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review. Thank you all that have been hitting me up. Appreciate it. Shout out San Diego in which I come from. We're putting on, baby. Don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you tomorrow.